Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, breaking news in the abortion pill showdown. The Supreme Court delays its decision on access, making the medicine available nationwide for now. Here are tonight's headlines. The last-minute extension for the nation's highest court to make a decision on the use of a common abortion drug. What could it mean? It's another step in their concerted effort to deny women access to reproductive care. In upstate New York, 65-year-old Kevin Monaghan is charged with second-degree murder in connection to the death of 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis. Kaylin was an amazing young lady. Two teen brothers and a 20-year-old face murder charges after the deadly massacre at a Sweet 16 birthday party. When you pull out a gun and you start shooting people, we're going to put you in jail. CBS News investigates are exclusive with the lawyer of the potential IRS whistleblower and new disclosures about the Hunter Biden probe. A judge has agreed to delay today's detention hearing for the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking classified documents. 21-year-old Jack Texera is being charged under the Espionage Act. UFO sighting the new Pentagon video. What could the mysterious object be? The baseball team bringing a special group of kids some major league fun. It was really inspiring. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Wednesday night. Tonight we want to begin right here in Washington where the Supreme Court has given itself until the end of the week to decide whether the abortion pill that has been used by millions of American women should remain available nationwide. Justice Samuel Alito has pushed a decision until midnight on Friday. 
At issue, a lower court ruling that rolled back the Food and Drug Administration's 23-year-old approval of Mifepristone. About half of all abortions in the United States are medication abortions. The drug is also commonly prescribed by doctors to treat miscarriages. It is approved for use through 10 weeks of pregnancy. Friday's decision will be the first major court action related to abortion since it overturned Roe v. Wade in June of last year. CBS's Jan Crawford will start us off tonight from outside the Supreme Court. Good evening, Jan. Well, good evening, Nora. The justices were expected to announce by midnight tonight whether they were going to continue blocking these lower court rulings and keep this pill available nationwide. The court gave no explanation for why it's decided now to push that back until Friday. In two brief orders, Justice Samuel Alito extended the deadline, keeping the abortion pill Mifepristone available nationwide at least two more days. The Biden administration and a drug manufacturer have asked the justices to step in and set aside or block lower court rulings that would ban or greatly restrict the pill. The case is an effort by a conservative legal group in Texas to limit abortion nationwide, arguing the FDA didn't properly approve Mifepristone more than 20 years ago. Federal Judge Matthew Kaczmarek, a Trump appointee, sided with the challengers and revoked the FDA's authorization. An appeals court said Kaczmarek went too far, but it kept some restrictions in place, saying mifepristone could only be used for abortion up to seven weeks, despite FDA approval of 10 weeks and requiring three visits to a doctor. The administration is arguing that one federal judge cannot set abortion policy nationwide. The American Medical Association also is pointing to the bigger picture, calling the lower court rulings dangerous and saying they could undermine FDA approvals of many other drugs. We just think it's incredibly reckless to upend our entire drug approval system in this country and create chaos where we're going to have individual courts in states around the country basically undoing those decisions. Now, there are conservative legal principles at the heart of this case on standing that suggest the justices are going to continue to block these lower court rulings indefinitely, Nora. The delay, we have no idea why. It could mean there are some dissents being written, or it also could mean they just simply wanted more time to go through the case. Nora? No doubt everyone watching very closely. Jan Crawford, thank you so much. We learned today of yet another case of young people being shot out shot after a mistake. This time, a group of cheerleaders mistook a car for their own, got into it, and then they were fired at. And as CBS's Elaine Kahano reports, it comes after a New York man made his first court appearance for allegedly shooting and killing a young woman who drove into his driveway. 65-year-old Kevin Monahan walked into an upstate New York courtroom today with his feet and hands shackled. A judge denied his request to be released on bail in the shooting death of 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis. Prosecutors say Monahan fired a shotgun twice at a car Gillis was riding in after she and three friends accidentally drove up Monahan's driveway Saturday night. As they were turning to leave, one of the rounds struck Gillis. My daughter was a, an honor student. She had hopes and dreams of becoming. She had hopes and dreams of becoming a marine biologist. And this man took that away from us. After the shooting, the group drove about six miles looking for better cell coverage to call 911. She died in the car. Angers me so badly. I just hope to God that he dies in jail. In a statement, Monahan's attorney said he believes the case was a series of errors which resulted in a tragedy. 
And I jumped back in Keanu's car. And near Houston, friends of 18-year-old Peyton Washington held a vigil for her last night. The cheerleader is in critical condition after being shot early Tuesday. Her teammates say Washington was with a group of fellow cheerleaders when one of them mistakenly tried to get into the wrong car in a grocery store parking lot in the town of Elgin. Police charged 25-year-old Pedro Teo Rodriguez Jr. with shooting Washington and another teammate. She's a mentor, mentor and a role model to so many kids in this industry. She's an amazing athlete, amazing kid. Here in upstate New York, Kevin Monahan remains behind bars at the Warren County Jail. And the DA says additional charges could be filed for the attempted murders of others in the driveway that night. Meantime, the family of Kaylin Gillis will hold her funeral on Friday. Nora. Elaine Cajano, thank you. We turn now to another story about gun violence. But at least there is some good news today about the black teenager who was shot after he mistakenly went to the wrong address to pick up his brothers. 16-year-old Ralph Yarl is on the road to recover, and he is recovery, I should say, and he is sitting up on his own. Meanwhile, the 84-year-old white man charged with first-degree assault and armed criminal action made his first court appearance this afternoon. CBS's Adriana Diaz is outside the courthouse in Liberty, Missouri. Andrew Lester entered the courtroom with a cane and labored walk. He faces two felony counts, armed criminal action and first-degree assault. He pleaded not guilty. According to detectives, Lester told police he was, quote, scared to death, fearing a break-in when he fired twice through his glass door, striking 16-year-old Ralph Yarrell in the head and arm. Prosecutors believe race played a role. Ralph is now at home recovering. Missouri's Castle doctor and may play a role in the case, says legal analyst Joe Tamburino. And what it means is that your home is your castle. And if you are attacked in your home, you do not have a duty to retreat. You can stand your ground and defend yourself against an attack. Lee Merritt is the Jarl family attorney. What if the defendant pursues a Castle Doctrine claim? He would first have to establish that uh, the 16-year-old boy he shot was some, so, somehow a threat to him or his property, and I don't think he'll be able to establish that. For many, this incident feels personal. What have you told your boys to try to help them since this happened? I tell them never to live in fear. I don't want them to believe that uh, racism is within everyone. Racism is taught, unfortunately. We were inside the courtroom. Lester's gaze was down almost the whole time, and we didn't see any family members present. Ralph's family attorney said they are also hoping for federal charges. The next court appearance is June 1st. Nora. Adriana Diaz, thank you so much. Now to another story about gun violence. Officials in Alabama announced today that two teenage brothers and a 20-year-old have been arrested and charged with murder in connection with a deadly mass shooting last weekend at a Sweet 16 birthday party. The 16- and 17-year-old brothers will be charged as adults. Four young people were killed and more than 30 others wounded. Four victims are still in critical condition. Tonight, there is breaking news in the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor sent a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection, saying his client has information that suggests the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment and politics. Here's CBS News chief investigative correspondent Jim Axelrod. 
My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. Lytle wouldn't talk in specifics, declining to identify either his client or the target of the investigation his client helped conduct. Can you identify him? I can't at this stage, Jim. But CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. What we're doing is, is being completely cooperative. That was Biden two years ago, after the DOJ opened an investigation into his finances. The FBI collected what it believed was sufficient evidence to charge Biden with tax crimes. And last year, sent its findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Since then, silence. Why can't your client talk to us directly at this point? There are laws that provide protection to whistleblowers, and he has to navigate that. Today, Lytle sent this letter to Congress, claiming his client could provide information that would contradict sworn testimony by a senior political appointee. I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation. CBS News has learned that was Attorney General Merrick Garland, who gave testimony about the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware conducting the Hunter Biden investigation. Lytle says neither he nor his client are motivated by politics. Would you find any evidence or allegation of a political agenda? No. To him, the truth is one truth, and he wants to come forward with it. Lytle told us the whistleblower has been with the IRS for more than a decade and has extensive documentation to support his allegations. The things he's been through are, are very well documented in emails and other communications with the Department of Justice. We asked Mark Lytle if there's a chance his client can only see his slice of the investigation and not the big picture. He said that's possible, but that his client had expressed his concerns to superiors a number of times before seeking whistleblower status. Neither the IRS, Department of Justice, or a lawyer for Hunter Biden would comment. Nora? Jim Axelrod, thank you. We turn now to that national security leak of top-secret documents about the war in Ukraine. The Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of posting files to an online chat room used by gamers made a brief appearance in federal court today. CBS's Catherine Harridge reports the detention hearing was delayed to give the defense more time to prepare. Handcuffed as he entered the Boston court, 21-year-old Jack Texera, now charged under the Espionage Act, stared into space. Since the Air National Guardsman was arrested by heavily armed federal agents outside his mother's Massachusetts home, bipartisan outrage has built on Capitol Hill over the leaked Pentagon records posted online. I think it's stunning. Today, a private briefing by the nation's top intelligence official seemed to raise more questions. I certainly wasn't satisfied with any plans they have in place to prevent this from happening in the future. I think a lot of us wondered, you know, how a 21-year-old airman gets access to all of this information. He had a uh, top-secret uh, clearance. Traveling overseas, Defense Secretary Austin revealed Texera did have extraordinary access and computer privileges because of his military job. This young man was a systems administrator, so he was a computer 
specialists that uh, that worked in an intelligence unit. Now that Air National Guard intelligence wing's mission is suspended as government investigators probe the potential damage to sources and methods like human spies and wiretaps. The breadth of the information that's been leaked is problematic. Former senior counterintelligence official Bill Evanina told CBS News the classified records will undergo a painstaking review. They're going line by line through these documents as part of the damage assessment. Line by line. And we let the agency who provided that information, or multiple agencies, look at it with their experts to be able to say what was in there and where do we get it from. And late today, the leadership of the powerful Senate Intelligence Committee said the leak indicates that serious deficiencies in the government's insider threat program have not been addressed. Nora. Catherine Herridge, this story is far from over. Thank you. Well, we learned today at least three men have been hit with felony charges stemming from a white nationalist rally at the University of Virginia nearly six years ago. The suspects who carried torches as they marched through the campus yelling anti-Semitic chants are accused of burning objects with the intent to intimidate. The charges carry a maximum penalty of up to five years in prison. The march was held the night before a woman was killed by a white supremacist who plowed his car into a group of counter-protesters. A Pentagon official revealed today that the U.S. government is investigating more than 600 potential UFO sightings. CBS's David Martin reports newly declassified video shows one flying object that has experts baffled. An American military drone conducting surveillance in the Middle East. Suddenly, an unidentified object zips in and out of frame. Slow it down, and it appears to be a metallic sphere. But where it came from and what it was doing remain a mystery to the Pentagon, one of many. We are tracking over a total of 650 cases. The head of the Pentagon office investigating UFOs told a Senate subcommittee the sightings are concentrated off the east and west coast of the U.S., in the Middle East, and the South China Sea. Here's a second video. The camera is watching another drone when an oblong object flies past. This time, an infrared sensor was able to get a different view and identify it as a commuter airliner. There's a whole fleet of them. The Pentagon says there is still no credible evidence any of the unidentified objects came from outer space. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. There are new details in the investigation into that deadly collapse of a New York City parking garage. That's coming up next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. 
Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. In New York City tonight, the investigation continues into the deadly collapse at a nearly century-old parking garage. Newly released video shows the concrete floors collapsing like a stack of pancakes, killing one person and leaving five others injured. The building had been cited for multiple maintenance violations going back 20 years. Workers are now demolishing what is left of that garage. Tonight, tornado watches are posted in parts of at least six states from Nebraska to Texas. The storms could bring baseball-sized hail near Omaha and down to Oklahoma City. Tomorrow's severe weather could impact 17 million people from St. Louis to Dallas. There's big news about Netflix's crackdown on password sharing. We've got those deets next. Netflix, excuse me, is pumping the brakes on its crackdown on account sharing and delaying its paid sharing plan in the U.S., which allows users to share their account with people outside their home for an extra fee. The streaming service says when it launched the plan in other countries, it initially saw what it calls a cancel reaction. But ultimately, it says more people opened their own accounts. A group of special teenagers got a chance to live out their big league dreams. That's next. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Baseball season is a time of hope and dreams for fans and players alike. CBS's Janet Shamlian shows us that's especially true for a group of kids who have a special connection with one major league team. San Diego's Padres players often visit pediatric cancer patients at Rady Children's Hospital. But this time, the kids did the traveling, all the way to spring training in Arizona. An invite from their hometown heroes. We're not just, you know, caged up in a hospital bed, and that we can actually have fun. Talk about feeling like VIPs. A behind-the-scenes tour, autographs, and selfies with hitters like third baseman Manny Machado. Thank you. Damian Lopez has battled a blood disorder since birth. Meeting Manny, it was so cool. It is what but it is. it's pitcher I mean, Tim Hill who may have hit the, the biggest middle. home run with the group. The Hill spoke from the heart and from experience. I dealt with the same similar things that y'all dealt with. Um, in 2015, I had colon, stage three colon cancer. Encouraging to me. 
2-2, hit up the middle, snagged by Hill. It's like really inspiring. He beat cancer and he still continued doing what he loved. An example of perseverance on a field of dreams. We've all gone through a lot, so I think being able to come out here and take a break from everything is really exciting. Major league treatment and a chance for these kids to just be kids. Having a good time? Yeah. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Los Angeles. And that is a nice way to end tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.